Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden and this is The Leader. This trust is very sorry. I recognise we have made mistakes. I'm sorry uh, for those mistakes, but I've fixed the mistakes. I've appointed a new chancellor. Uh, we have restored economic stability and fiscal discipline. She joins the great pantheon of British Prime Ministers publicly apologising. Let's see, for breaking Covid rules, for the big Brexit mess, for Windrush, Bloody Sunday... NHS delays, we could go on. Now we've seen the embattled PM just 42 days in the job, sitting down to offer a mayor culpa over her economic policy fails, looking like she was hating every minute of it. What I now want to do is go on and deliver for the public. We were elected on the 2019 manifesto. I'm determined to deliver on that. So how are Labour responding? Here's Shadow Chancellor Rachel Reeves on BBC Breakfast. After the rebukes that we've received from the International Monetary Fund, with people looking at gilt yields hour by hour, this is not the sign of a normal G7 economy. This is a sign of an economy and a country that has lost its way. But away from Truss's big sorry for messing up the economy... Via Quasi Quateng's nightmare mini-budget, new details have emerged about the impact of all those U-turns that saw new Chancellor Jeremy Hunt scrapping most of his predecessor's fiscal plans. They include quite worrying new calculations on how we're looking after next year's energy price cap review. To examine these latest developments, we're joined by Dr Fran Boyt, Executive Director of Positive Money, a campaign group founded after the last financial crash. Fran, what did you make of the Prime Minister's Newsnight Mayor Culpa? So I think, you know, an apology won't be much comfort to those worried about rising bills. Everyone is feeling the bite, but it's people living on the lowest incomes who are hit the hardest. And, you know, the disastrous bankers' budget made cost of imports going up and the Bank of England raising rates in the last month has made everyone poorer. So, you know, apology isn't enough. A new chancellor is not enough. We still have hollowed out public services, uncapped bankers' bonuses and plans to cut benefits. You know, we need a totally new approach. And it's clear that Truss and Hunt are not likely to deliver what's needed. And it will be cold comfort for households come April. What do you make of the looming energy cap reappraisal? Exactly. So, you know, the the Chancellor has said that they won't guarantee the price cap after April next year. So bills are projected to hit £5,000. He said that there will be targeted support, but hasn't confirmed how. So he's just leaving everyone with huge uncertainty and fear over their finances next year. 
So we need him to outline what that support will look like as soon as possible. They need to support households and they need to give additional support for those who need it the most. And, you know, there are ways of doing this, like offsetting by windfall taxes on energy companies who are making excessive profits at the moment. How are markets responding on Tuesday? We've seen that gilt yields are up a bit on Tuesday today after coming down over the weekend. Yields are not way up where they were a month ago. So markets are still quite pessimistic. We've seen the pound falling against the dollar today after rising over the weekend, basically recovered since the disastrous bankers budget, but it's still a lot weaker than it was at the start of the year. I think there's a really important wider point, though, that we can't allow economic policy to be dictated by the market. That's not a good position to be in, um, in a healthy democracy. What's your view of current bank treasury relations post Quarteng? Positive money long called for the need for monetary and fiscal policy to be working together, not pulling in opposite directions. And, you know, with the Chancellor's disastrous bankers budget, someone described it like driving a car with your foot on the accelerator and the brake. You know, last week, we effectively had a standoff between the, the governor of the Bank of England and the governor one, we have a new chancellor. So, you know, it's good that some of the awful policies have been ditched, but we still have the same approach. And I think there are important questions to be asked about accountability of central banks. You know, since the last crash, we've seen central banks being given new powers, but not that increased accountability. Is there anything more the Bank of England can do? And in terms of what they could be doing now in the current economic turmoil, the governor has said so much himself that interest rate hikes won't really help tackle inflation caused by our over-dependence on fossil fuels by the global um, market price. And instead, what it's doing is pushing households deeper into debt. Um, we're seeing mortgage rates going up, which may precipitate a housing market downturn. I think something that the bank could be doing right now is reconsidering how much um, money they are just directly paying to banks with the interest rates rising. So at the moment, the Bank of England is handing out huge amounts of money to the banks for essentially nothing for the Bank of England raising rates. And even the former deputy governor, Paul Tucker, has estimated if, if we shifted this, it could save the public, you know, 30 to 45 billion a year. So it's an idea that is gaining traction. What's your view of what the Chancellor calls eye-wateringly difficult economic decisions ahead? What are they? What he's talking about, these eye-wateringly difficult, is is really the return to austerity measures, cutting public spending, reducing funding to vital public services. But this is how we got into this mess. You know, the UK economy is so fragile right now as a result of cutting public spending. You know, wages have fallen and stagnated and public services are really at breaking point. We need to use public money and, and borrowing to invest in the country's vital infrastructure in caring for people and supporting those on lowest incomes. But this idea of talking about focusing on public debt and balancing the books is really misplaced. You know, the biggest threat to financial instability is private debt, household debt, credit card debt. That's how the last financial crash happened, the big one. And it's what governments need to be looking at in the next six months. And so what do Liz Truss's constituents in southwest Norfolk think about all this? Here's the view from Downham Market. I think she's uh, out of her depth, really. I think uh, just delaying the inevitable, I think she's going to have to resign. Jeremy Hunt, I don't know if he's a guy for the job because he's probably better than Truss, but he's a guy that I don't think the NHS will be where they are now. Mess-wise, it wasn't for Jeremy Hunt. 
Let's go to the ads. Coming up, can we learn anything from history to solve this latest financial crisis? Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. So I now call the Chancellor of the Exchequer. Chancellor. We remain completely committed to our mission to go for growth. But growth requires confidence and stability, which is why we are taking many difficult decisions starting today. Fran, can we learn anything from history to help solve the current economic mess that we found ourselves in? The kind of classic ones are looking at um, the UK post-Second World War, when we founded the NHS, when we had a, a much higher kind of manufacturing sector. Obviously, there were there were issues there, but that was really about investing in the people, investing in the country. And then I guess looking at the US after the Great Depression with Franklin Roosevelt and, you know, the New Deal. And actually just, again, like having an approach that wants to invest in people, protect its people from falling into extreme poverty and instead having an optimistic outlook. Like if we invest in people in the country, then that economic strength will follow. Um, again, obviously, these were perfect situations. There's still a lot of inequality. But actually, it's not like these things haven't been done before. Do you think six U-turns in one day impacts public confidence in the government? Confidence in this government is incredibly low because it has no mandate for all of the policies it's just inflicted and then had to U-turn. The public wants a general election, and I think it's likely that they would boot them out of office at the first opportunity. But, you know, what we're dependent on is these desperate tourists King onto power, continually replacing the chancellors. Potentially, we'll see another prime minister or two before the next election. And what about your own confidence that Liz Truss will last until we next go to the polls? I mean, I have very low confidence that we'll see um, Liz Truss uh, as the as the prime minister leading the Conservatives into the next election. She, you know, it. It feels like it's it's just a matter of time before the the Conservatives plot their next scheme to to replace yet another Prime Minister. You know, when really they should be going to the country. You know, the, as I've said, the policies that that they've just had to U-turn on was no mandate for them, and and they've made everyone poorer. So you know, it, it really is just lurching from disaster to disaster. It feels like she's really weak, and it's just a matter of time. 
There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.